Well, fellas, Super Bowl 57 is officially in the books. And you can argue about the quality of the halftime show, the national anthem, the commercials, the officiating, the food at your party. But there is no denying this was one hell of a football game. Fun to watch. Yeah, it kept us going the entire time. Came up right to the end. And that's what you want, isn't it? I mean, you want that back and forth, the drama at the end, well-played game. I think we got all that. For, and, two, te- for two teams I don't care about, right. I like that. I was engaged. I, mm-hmm. I loved, it was a good game. I watched the whole dang thing. Yeah, I think I think most people did and and were pleased with the outcome. I remember we were on a streak. I I, I didn't have time to go back and look. But we were on a streak for a while of Super Bowl games that were not dramatic, that were not fun to watch. And I think that was coming more during the time that the, the Super Bowl ads were really good, thank goodness. So it sort of it sort of <laughs> tilted the other way. A little yin and yang. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, that that was that was a Super Bowl right there. I I was happy with that. Uh let's talk a little bit about uh some of the uh the other stuff surrounding it and I think the most controversial of of which happens to be the the quality of the halftime show and Rihanna got out there and knocked out all her hits and did it floating on the uh on the stage up in up in the sky while pregnant. Uh Spence, I know you're not a big Rihanna guy, but what did you did you watch the the halftime show and what were your thoughts? Uh, I thought she was fine. I mean, she did what she was asked to do, which was probably lip lip sync. I know a lot of people had a problem with that, but I'm sure that's part of the program. Is hey, yes. sorry, you're going to have to lip sync through this, and and yeah. she did. I think she's. I'm not into her music, but uh, I thought it was fine. I thought she did a nice job and all of that. Hats off to her. I couldn't have done that. Nope. Being that high up in the. Nope. The stadium, I know that people were ripping on her, but visually it looked pretty cool. Yeah, lip sync, but that's part of the program, right? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think any I think any act's going to have to at least sing along with a track as just a backup for, for something that big, that important. Um, I think you have to do that. There's, there's not else. To, there's not too many other things they could do. I mean, other because you don't have a PA system necessarily where she could hear it. Right, and oh, otherwise it's going to yeah. echo in a stadium. So I, I think that's probably why they have to do that. But I don't know. All right, anybody else thoughts on Rihanna and the uh, halftime show? I, I thought, thought it was yeah. brilliant that she said she was bringing a very special guest. Got us all pretty excited, and then <laughs> she trolled the entire world with a pregnancy announcement. But yeah, it, it was super awkward because sitting sitting in my basement, I'm watching, and I'm like. Oh my God, I'm a man, but I can't say it out loud. I'm a man. I can't say, is she pregnant? I'll get destroyed if she's not pregnant. I know, especially when I was sporting my own food baby at the time. Yeah. (laughs) So I just kind of bit my tongue for a little while. And then finally, it it was just me and my wife in the room at the moment. And I was like, is she pregnant? She goes, oh, I was going to say that. So then it was kind of like, okay, that's a relief. And so, you know, so we broke the ice there. But, uh, you know, she's pregnant. Well, you weren't going to expect her to come out and do cartwheels. And I mean, there was all the side bets, the props. Is she going to show a butt cheek? Is there going to be a, <laughs> a you know, a, a, a wardrobe malfunction of some sorts? You know, you could bet on all of that stuff. Yeah. I got to say, I was a little disappointed that there was not an actual special guest. I was hoping for, you know, she's collaborated with a lot of people. Um, not bad. But much like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, I don't think they want to leave any room 
for technical mistakes. So you got to throw in some lip, some lip syncing with that performance. So I don't have a problem with it. I mean, considering she's pregnant, she was fairly active. It was a little awkward when she got to twerking, but <laughs> whatever. Everybody has a different fetish. Somebody oh. probably enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Wow. <laughs> and he's not on the podcast today. So <laughs> yeah, we could ask all y'all about that. Uh, <laughs> I actually, flip side of that, TJ, I actually was kind of, um, pleased that it was just her in that I feel like there's so much pressure on, on one individual, especially when it's not a band, it's mm-hmm. one individual and there's so much pressure on them that a lot of times you deflect that a little bit by having all these special guests that pop up and it's like, God, you just, you just wonder, are you, are you, do you don't feel confident enough to stand on your own right. and pull off something like that. So I kind of took it actually the other way of of good for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's pretty well, impressive, right? It's been a long time since she's been on a stage and performed for anybody. So uh, just to get up there and do it is great. Everybody was hoping for maybe a tour announcement after that or or some sort of new music announcement. And yeah. I think we'll be going back to Lamaze class instead. <laughs> she got other plans. Yep. <laughs> Mama plans. Yeah. Uh, Dougie, halftime show, thoughts? Uh, I thought the staging was really, really cool. Uh, with the up and down and just all the way across, but yeah, uh, Crazy. I know at our house where where our little two person party was going on, uh, my gal was swearing up and down that it was going to be Eminem, and she was excited. I'm like, you know what though, he had, Eminem was on last year. I don't think he's going to be on two years in a row, so I wasn't surprised. But I don't know. Yeah, a little lackluster. But then after the pregnancy announcement, and then I'm like, you know what, she put on more steps during that performance uh, i bet her fitbit was blowing up she did more than i did that entire week so good for her she sounded a little winded there and i went i get it so yeah yeah i just i'm so over and i get it that's what social media is it's it's extremes but you know it was like either it was the best super bowl halftime show ever or the worst and there was like very little in between and I think that's where most of us kind of fell was somewhere in between. But would have made my day if like Super Mario would have went jumping from one of those things to the oh, other one perfect. as they were going up and down. Yes. <laughs> yep. Then yes. hit a flagpole on the end and slid down and on to the next half of the football game. Oh, he's a marketing genius. Yes. Absolute marketing yep. genius. All now, right. Let's see the meme though. The only the only one I felt bad about actually posting on my personal Facebook page yeah. was when she was on the platform by herself and someone said how did Andy Reid get up there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she was in the red sweatsuit. Yeah. 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 Oh, or Andy Reid. Uh, how bless him. Uh, uh, all right. Over. So let's go around the horn, Dougie. We'll start with you. Um, you have just, I don't know if you saw the uh, the email, but you've just been selected to choose the uh, halftime show for next year's Super Bowl, and you have an unlimited budget. Uh, who are you booking? And then we'll go to the uh, other two guys as well. All right. Uh, I've been saying this for years. Um, I think you need to find that universal artist where everybody knows. You might not love, but everybody knows. I'm going to say Garth Brooks. I'm going to say he has the most universal appeal. He crosses all the, he doesn't cross the genres, but I think that he connects with everyone. So I'd say Garth Brooks. Gosh, you're going to say Wayne Newton for a minute. All right. Uh, (laughs) Spencey, what do you think of Garth Brooks and who's your pick? Not big on Garth Brooks. Didn't he do it already? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I don't know. No, I'm not out on Garth Brooks. No, I, I want Metallica. I want something to explode. I want a little life. I want a little <laughs> energy. I want to everybody to go, holy crap, when they 
you know, bust into enter Sandman stuff during the Super Bowl halftime. That's what I want. They, I want Metallica do it too. I mean, they've they've got the they've got the the juice, right? Yeah, they do. They're oh, still in their upper fifties and killing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, TJ, where's the Super Bowl at next year? Ooh, I don't. Anybody know? Got oh, it is it Vegas? I feel like it's Las Vegas. Is it? Oh Vegas. my goodness. You could literally have anybody then. Yeah, yeah so you mind Wayne Newton now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Back to Wayner. Uh, a few years ago, when it was in San Francisco and they featured Coldplay as the halftime performer uh, performance, I was like, "What are we doing? There are so many great epic bands and artists that come out of California, specifically even San Francisco. Why don't we do something native to the area that the you know Super Bowl okay. is being played in? In Vegas, you could. I mean, you could be anybody. Oh, yeah. Everybody's had a, a residency in Vegas. So they went with Coldplay. I wasn't good. I wasn't initially excited about it, but then when the performance was done, I was like, okay, that was pretty good. You know, we'll give you credit. But I thought they should have gone with, and I, here I am again with the with the special guests and the collaborations. I thought they should have gone with a Carlos Santana type person. I would love to see that because he is literally collaborated with everyone on earth, mm. and he could just choose. I got how many minutes? I got to figure <laughs> out. You know, it's like picking your your wedding party. Who are your five favorite friends you're going to have stand next to you? And play at the Super Bowl. So I would love to see something like that. Or if we want to lean more towards the direction Spence was at, I would love to see like an 80s rock hairband collaboration and just bring out three or four of the best, you know, yeah. Poison, Motley Crue, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Let's rotate those guys through. Bring the more the merrier. Although, have you seen Vince Neal? <laughs> he makes he's got, a, he's got a whole year to get himself in shape. Yeah, he'll need it. And the voice, too. But, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, that's not bad. Uh, nobody asked, but uh, my choices would be... <laughs> no, that's fine, guys. Don't worry about it. I'll, just, I'll ask myself, Greg. Um, and it would be probably the husband calling competition. Bob, Bob, hurry up. I don't want to be late. Bob, hurry, hurry. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Daryl. Oh, yeah. You get yourself in here right now. Roy, 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 Roy. She sounds like a sweetheart. Uh, <laughs> I think I'll go pee during halftime next year if that's the case. <laughs> and then you could marry the the halftime show with the sponsor and do this. Whopper, 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 oh, junior, double, triple, whopper, impossible, or bacon, whopper. Do the whopper, do the, whopper uh, the new whopper jingle seems to be in fuego right now. So uh, I now hate you. you know, just a couple no, of options. No. I'm not married to any of those ideas. Okay. You know what? I, I think there was a reason. No, no, you guys didn't ask me. Yeah, yeah uh, this is why. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, you start of... talking about that Barney reboot, I'm out of here. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> what happened to the grass? What is the deal with the grass at the Super Bowl? That was, they're like, oh, they worked for two years on it. Two years. Nobody could stay on their feet. Was it, they said they spent like eight hundred thousand dollars in two years preparing that grass, and it just fell apart. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, and when uh, when uh, Mahomes was centering the ball, he put it right on that paint, and everyone went, oh, "Don't do it. Been a mistake. Don't do it." <laughs> uh, speaking of Mahomes, I I'm going to make a controversial statement here, and and let's see if you agree or disagree. Uh, Jalen Hurts outperformed Patrick Mahomes at the Super Bowl. Are you on crack? No. Jalen wow. Hurts outperformed Mahomes? Yes. Yeah. I thought did Mahomes you not, was Did okay. you not see the fumble? I, <laughs> the fumble cost him the game. 
That was bad. Okay, that was bad. They didn't punt in the second half. They scored on every drive. You're on crack. I'm on crack. I love, I love you. Else? You might be on crack. Okay. I, I could be. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. I there uh, might not be a better quarterback at the quarterback sneak. I mean, what does that guy What does that guy squat? Like 157,000 pounds? You give that guy yeah, three, three yards, he's, he carried people. They, that guy's mm-hmm. a beast. Wasn't the stat that he didn't not convert a quarterback sneak all year? I yeah. think so. I think I said that. I think they said that during the game. But yeah, so they long. just drive that that wedge in the middle every time. And now that they let guys push from behind and all that, get that rugby yeah. scrum going, yeah. it's hard not when to did, gain that one yard every time. When did that change, by the way? Because that used to you you were not yeah. able to do that before. Yeah. I think it's only been a couple of years. <laughs> what would stop the Vikings? Why not put like Dalvin Cook? Under center on a on a fourth and one every time, and then just put two no. hard asses behind him. He can't get one yard and push. No, <laughs> no they'll push him. They'll push him right over. It doesn't Maybe. matter. He's better for Ham or Cousins. He's little and he's light. He get one yard to save his life. He'd be easy to get over. Uh, maybe we shouldn't be pushing him around. Dalvin underwent uh, shoulder surgery this week, I guess, and this is an injury. I don't know if this is stupid or or brave of him. He he's had this injury since 2019, you guys, and he's been playing with it. Oh yeah, yeah. He wears that brace. Yeah, yeah. Where's the brace? And I've seen him too on fumbles where he's kind of reached for that and been like, oh no. And I'm always like, ah, oh, is he is he <laughs> did he just cough it up on his own and he's blaming an injury for it? I I think I I think if he finally got it fixed, that might have been something that really has been bothering him for a while. If you're a guy whose job is to carry the football, why wouldn't you have gotten that fixed the <laughs> yes. first off season? Yeah. I just a thought, you know, and all mm-hmm. of the wackiness of, of 2020, wouldn't that have been a, a chance too to maybe get something like that looked at? Right. Um timeline for his recovery is kind of unclear uh, on that on that injury. I I know this is controversial too. And it, it could be the crack talking, Spence. You're right. It could be the crack again. But uh, I, I'm ready to I'm ready to say uh, thank you and shake Dalvin's hand and and move on to the next thing. He's a he's a 14 million dollar cap hit next year. He's recovering from an injury, and he's one of the most expensive running backs in the NFL on a team that threw more than almost any other in the NFL last year. Why would we do that? Why would you sink all that money into a position that's not going to be that important anymore? I agree. And he actually came out was it last week and said he won't take a pay cut. So Yeah, he did. Yeah. He said he's not willing to talk about renegotiating anything. So, yeah, I just, I mean, it's it's weird to say because he, he's, he's so streaky, right? Because he just, he's feast or famine guy for sure. I feel like we were able to plug Madison in too in those relief spots, and he did just fine. I don't know if he'll be the guy, but that's, I mean, if you're looking to save money, that would be the spot. Well, in the last three years, if you had Delvin Cook on your fantasy football team, you had to have Madison because you knew he was going to come in and probably actually outperform Cook. So it's probably not a bad idea to cut your losses. They're high on this Ty Chandler too, so writing might be on the wall there, but. Yeah, and I think I think you're okay. I mean, you could always draft somebody in in higher rounds next year if you you know want to find the next the next star at that position. But I don't think you need to. It, this isn't this isn't the old regime anymore. This isn't the run first offense, you know that we that we were so used to. 
And I, I think it's, I think it's okay. I hope that doesn't come back to bite me in the butt, but I think it's okay to downgrade a little bit at that position. And uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do. Uh, let's see. Anything else Viking-wise we need to talk about? I don't know if anything else has really transpired yet, um, but some cuts are coming for sure because they have to get under that cap. So we'll wait and see uh, exactly what happens there. Do you, uh, keep, do you keep Harrison Smith? Uh, well, I was a no before, but now with the new DC and the, the uh, man coverage that he likes to play, you got to wonder about Peterson and, and Smith and keeping them. Or I don't know. I don't know. Peterson wants to stay. Do you keep him? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. Do you keep one? Neither. Both. It'll be interesting to see uh, what the call is there. But with the new defensive coordinator, that is something that might have to be reexamined, and and he might have to be. Oh, obviously, he'll be consulted on on that choice. Well, here's here's hope. In the middle of of February uh, in Minnesota, pitchers and catchers reporting to Fort Myers, Florida today, and I just love how we you know like we close one book and then we <laughs> then we open another of disappointment for Minnesota fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe eternal optimism followed by yeah uh, perpetual yeah. disappointment. Hope hope will spring eternal, and then and then we'll be crushed. <laughs> Probably be crushed once again. Uh, a lot of the experts aren't being too kind to the twins, Spence. They're they're not picking them to do much, and uh, I, I guess you gotta you gotta prove it. They they started off so well last year and then just went in the tank. I I don't care what the experts say. I think this can be a pretty good team. I think we'll we'll battle for the division title most of the most of the season under the lead. So honestly, I I, I, I think there's a team. I think defense is going to be really really good. They've got. Some question marks at pitching. I I get that, but man, I don't know. I think the bullpen's going to make some strides, and then you've got maybe one of the best guys in the league that throws a hundred and five to close out the games. I hope yeah. so. It looks like depth in that starting rotation. There's no ace there, but if you're talking about just getting to the playoffs, I think you have a lot more depth there and a lot more quality there. It all hinges, and I hate to say this because this this is. Every team, but this is especially the Twins, is the health, the health of this team. That's true. W- w- everything nope. from the from this this, you know, your five starting man rotation to Byron Buxton, it's, it's so much hinges on whether he's healthy and gets in the lineup on a regular basis. If he is, if he does, that outfield of Gallo and and Kepler and and Buxton out there, that's Gold Gloves. And guys that can hit the hell out of the ball when they're healthy. I agree. The the one thing I hope that changes is the reliance on analytics on when to make a decision on who to bring in from the pen. I I think let Rocco make the choice rather than going straight up analytics all the time. Do you Mm -hmm. agree with that or not? Yeah, I agree with that. If a guy's pitching well, let him pitch, you know? Uh, and every time someone says we got a closer that can go 105, it makes me cringe because I was like, yeah, until he gets injured and you know it's going to happen. Uh, and then now he's he's uh, injured and we got to bring somebody else in. And now you're back to the now you're probably going back to analytics and trying to to salvage what you've got for a bullpen. Yeah. Well, and it was so weird because, you know, 
there, we don't have that identity of having a closer and we haven't for the last few years, because like Spencer was saying, we're for some reason following analytics. If you look at a, like a lot of the most successful teams, you know who their closer is. Like he is a name and ours yeah. is like, well, I don't know. He might be the seventh inning. He might be the eighth. He might be the ninth. We don't have a closer. And like, you know, where's our Joe Nathan? I mean, we had that and it was awesome. And now it's like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see where he goes into the game now, I guess. Well, how about last year? Perfect example of, of going by analytics instead of just you. God, God, use common sense. How about Joe Ryan in that game? He was pitching a no-hitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. Because he hit some magic pitch count or something. Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, honestly. And I think that was a home game. I think that was at Target Field. And the fans almost rioted because they wanted to see this kid. Yep. And what if that was his only chance in his whole career to do that and, and you don't give him the opportunity, right? Sink or swim. Let, let, let his own talent determine how that game turns out. And, and that got, that got yanked away from him because, because he got up, oh, the numbers say this or the book says we got to bring this guy in. Uh, that, that's a great take. Yeah. Uh, so they, I guess just a couple of days ago, you know, they've changed a few things on the field that I, that I like, I like, we're trying to speed up the game a little bit with these, uh, pitch counts, these, uh, timers, right? So you only have so many seconds to fool around and adjust your nuts while you're out there and stuff. And, (laughs) and I like the fact that that they're, they're doing away with the, the shift to some degree. Because that that was just getting too ridiculous. It was getting too much. Um, but the the extra innings with the guy on second is now a permanent rule for the regular season. Spence, you hate that, don't you? Isn't that a rule you despise? It's dumb. I just I that's not how the game's been played for a hundred years, for God's sakes. Right. Now you're gonna throw that crap into the equation. No, I absolutely think it's ridiculous. No, I hate that. I hate that rule. Are they still making the bases bigger too? Yes. Yeah, yep. bases, okay. bases yeah. bigger. Yeah. <laughs> and what's that, the purpose of that? Them? Is that injury an injury thing? I yeah, think yeah. It's supposed yeah. to decrease the number of um uh like collisions at first base, Boo-boo. but also um having less injuries while you're rounding the bases and stuff too. You're giving yourself a little bit more room so you're not getting stepped on or sure, you know. And they're probably gonna be made out of foam now or you know. <laughs> Nerf softer, so yeah. Marshmallow. <laughs> it's a peep. It's just yep. <laughs> you depends on the on season. Yeah. Every April. Yeah. Every April. Pink, yellow. Yep. From <laughs> August, they just keep expanding. So the yeah. <laughs> two so and a half feet across, and mm-hmm. <laughs> it starts to rain and just <laughs> bigger and bigger. What's happening here? Um, this, the the guy on second for extra innings. What? So what? Okay, so we talked about what the base does. What can anybody tell me what the what the thought is? Why is that good? Like we've just played nine innings without giving anybody a ghost runner, which if you've ever played neighborhood pickup ball, that's what the hell it is. It's well, ghosty on second. That's what it is. You know, mom says we gotta come in for dinner. Go ghost runner on second. Next run wins. Yeah. So what honestly, what somebody talks some sense into me. What what what's the point? Like what why? I mean, obviously, the players and the owners had to agree on this. What are they seeing that that I'm not? Runs, probably like like scoring. So 
I mean, it gets baseball can get a little boring when nobody's scoring runs, you know, unless you're really, really into watching the the pitching, which some people are, but uh, a good offensive battle at the plate for somebody is, is entertaining. So I think if you get a guy on second, you're gonna you're gonna see some more runs scored in those extra innings, and that's more entertaining for for a viewer. That'd be yeah, I hear it's it's another piece of the puzzle to speeding up the game overall because mm-hmm. if you you know tied it one after nine innings, there's a chance you could go 12, 13, 14 innings. But if you put a guy on second, there's a better chance that someone's going to be able to put something together to get him in. So that way you're not having all those really, really long games. You probably don't have the arms available you to you as okay. well after after that ninth inning, especially if you've already brought in your closer and now you're going extra innings. Who's left it's, out there? Yeah, It's probably analytics decided that we need to put a guy on, on second. And... It's probably probably in a, in a flow chart somewhere. Yeah, uh, it is true though, Dougie. To your point, um, I've been like I, I'm diehard, right? So I'm there for the baseball. I'm not just there for all the uh, the other uh, things that are going on during a ball game. But uh, you get to extra innings, uh, you get to the ninth or tenth. It, the stadium's more than half empty already, and then you go longer than that. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like the Metrodome in nineteen. 19- 85 there's just it you can hear the players can hear what you're saying to them it's so quiet there's so <laughs> few people there yeah so it, it it's definitely part of that and i think you're right it's it's i think from a from the players union perspective it's putting less of a a drain on bullpens and that sort of thing but i the purest to me just absolutely hates it uh so we got the pitchers and catchers reporting today they work out tomorrow position players later this week first game is a week from Saturday already uh and then the first televised spring training game will be March 1st which isn't that far away either against the uh Phillies and uh that'll be from Hammond Stadium Phillies were in the World Series this year of course so um that of course is if Bally can afford to keep the lights on after they file for bankruptcy oh uh, kind of hope we have can... we heard any updates on on Hammond Field out there after the yep they're the okay yeah yeah they're okay they got wind damage they're far enough away from the Gulf Coast that you know they got they got hit they got wind damage they didn't get the water damage like like places right there on Fort Myers Beach or the islands Sanibel and Captiva and all that but um yeah so they've they've fixed up what they need to uh, to get it going so that's good that's that's good. Uh, let's talk Timberwolves. They made a big move and they uh, ditched D'Lo. We talked about that last week. We speculated on perhaps a trade and that happened. And we got Mike Conley. We got Nikhil Alexander Walker. Not familiar with him. We got three picks, which is big. But uh, I like to pick up a Mike Conley. I wish we could turn back the clock about <laughs> six, eight years on his career, though. He's not a young dude anymore, but boy, he brings he brings some real leadership into that that locker room and Spence, they get rid of from what we're hearing kind of a cancer now in D'Lo. Yeah. Apparently he was not a nice guy in the clubhouse to a lot of people, apparently from what we've read, but, and you probably weren't going to re-sign him anyway. Right. At the end of the season. And we're, we don't look like we're going to be any kind of contender this year, unless we really turn things around. I think we're in 10th spot in the West, but uh, I, I like this. I'm with you. It's, I, okay. I like Conley, but he's 35. <laughs> right. I watched him the other night and he's still got some jump in the game. He moves the ball around. It works the mm-hmm. offense. So mm-hmm. 
get rid of a cancer. We get cat back. Maybe you do make a little interesting run here at the end, but that was going to be my final point on the wolves is I know again, it's the eternal Minnesota sports optimist in me, but I am, I am kind of excited if we could get cat back after the all-star break with these pieces that we have, I would be very interested to see what that looks like on the court. Now with Conley out there, Gobert, and and you know you have got some real pieces out there, but we haven't been able to. It seems like get them all get them all together at the same time. It would be fun to see what it looks like. Greg, I'm with you. I mean, and if you look at the standings, and I pulled it up. We're in the eighth spot in the West, ten games back. We're actually a, a game and a half from jumping all the way up to the fourth spot in the West. So right. it's not impossible, but very bunched up right there. These games are important because a win, a win or a loss, you you could jump four or five spots in the in the standings. That's right on any given night, so everything's key. But yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I haven't heard any updates on Cat either. If he is for sure a go after the All Star break or not, but you know, another interesting thing I saw too. But I I kind of lost the story somehow. Patrick Beverly was was out there. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> that guy was just fun to watch. I don't know if we really need him, but I liked Patrick Beverly. Me too. Yeah, he brought a lot of juice. Fans loved him. Fans absolutely loved him. He got them all uh, uh, pumped up. Talk a little bit about the uh, the Wild. Who I don't know, floundering is that the the word, TJ, for where they're at right now? They're just they're just not able to score five on five. It's hard to watch. Well, they're never five on five. That's the <laughs> well, problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm so frustrated with right now. When I watched that game the other night, it was like, okay, we're back to five on five. Uh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, oh, and now it's five on three for a minute, you know, and God, stay out of the box. That's all I, I was screaming it at my TV. I was still bitching about it the next day. <laughs> stay out of the box. You're playing the Colorado Avalanche tonight and your records are practically identical at coming into this evening, late game for us, I guess, 830 start time, TNT, but stay out of the box. Your goaltender's playing great. Stay out yeah. of the box. That's it. You mean all I got on the wild? Well, Kaprizov's doing well. Yep. Right? Um, but it just other beyond beyond him, boy, we we miss our our guy from last year that, that had so many points for us, mm-hmm. and we were hoping we were hoping other guys would step up and fill that gap, and that just hasn't happened. And I think that's what frustrates Garen, and to some degree the head coach. But I, I think Garen came out the other day and he said, "Well, don't look for trades to fix our issues right now." Right. This has got to happen. We got to fix. We got to fix stuff in that locker room, mm-hmm. and that scares me a little bit. Because how do you just wave a magic wand? Why would it suddenly change now? I don't. Right. I feel like everybody in the locker room gets along. You know, mm-hmm. they seem to have a good time, even when they're, you know, uh, outside of the game. They're hanging out together in some capacity. Right. But you got that chemistry and and camaraderie's got to come together on the ice. You got to have that. It's kind of like that sixth sense you see in teams that are really really good where a pass is like wow no one saw that one coming except for the guy that received the pass and made the goal and uh there's some years you have it and some you don't and sometimes you find it along the way we got to find it got to find it soon soon yeah are they on that stretch now didn't they didn't the wild have a bunch of uh home games in a row coming up is that kind of where in a row and they're in the middle of it now okay all right so tonight's home again but later yep yeah, it's hard on us early rising guys. It is. Yeah. All right. 
Well, that's uh, that's ball guys here, and uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. I'm going to go uh, try and ink those uh, Burger King Whopper uh, jingles <laughs> <in> here <laughs> to the halftime show next. I got to roll. Start the petition.